0: Wonderful Saturday morning! It's uh, it's finally snowed here in Provo, and even even enough that the snow has stuck around, and we're we're gathered here together to to celebrate the the Christmas festivities and talking talking about Christmas music.
1: Wow, what a soft, polite intro! I did enjoy the uh, the Christmas the the Christmas medley you introduced us with. Uh, the Immigrant song I think is one of my, <laughs> one of my favorites favorites, uh, very, very appropriate of the, the true
0: meaning.: That's true. Led Zeppelin's got some, some classic Christmas tunes. So uh, how are y'all doing? It's been a while. Been too long. Yeah, way too long. Hey, we got uh, let, let's introduce ourselves. I'm, I'm Brandon. I'm Steve Ricks, Jason Johnson and I'm Brian Cruxel. Hey Brian, thanks for joining us today. Bee
2: Crocs
3: in the house. Yeah, this is this is bad, guys. You had Steve on twice, and he never went away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's all part it's of the a plan. Bad sign. All part of the plan, <laughs> <laughs> Brian. If only you knew b Crocs, <laughs> what
0: went on behind the scenes. Jordan better not miss too many more episodes or I'll start growing a beard. <laughs> and listening to Bonnie Prince Billy. There's a, <laughs> there's
2: there's a beard, <laughs> open a practice. There's a whole
1: there's a whole list of things we can we can help you.
2: <laughs> Develop compassion. Oh just kidding. No. You probably already have that. Now. Yeah, oh. be
1: super nice.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um Brian Brian was, was texting us last week about uh about some some Christmas opinions. We're like, hey, let's get this guy on. We're we're going to be talking about this anyway. You're
1: like, this guy seems like he knows about yeah. Christmas music. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Been around the block. I've seen
3: a Christmas. It's or two.
2: almost as if he was from somewhere that you know other major Christmas music figures were from. I uh, you know, he mm-hmm. just had an
1: aura about him.
2: Yeah, you know, I had I that feeling too. Maybe it'll come up.
1: By uh, the way, have you officially announced the uh, the the topic of our? discussion today i don't know if no, that i don't, came I don't out. think i have
0: <laughs> <laughs> well uh gosh someone want to tell us something good first
1: oh
2: gee you know oh you gosh. know what i mean put brian on the spot yeah he's got he's always sharing something good via
0: text actually we should share something good from last night oh, right steve yep yeah steve and i if only
2: you could see video i've got some video
0: we don't need to see the video. Okay. Nobody needs to see that. Um, yeah, a little band called Iceburn had a show in Salt Lake last night, and Steve and I went to it. These others of you had, you know, the wrong priorities. Um, <laughs> and they they recently had a, a new album, first album in 20 years released, called... Say it. I'm gonna let you I don't wanna say
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mess up the words That are easy to
0: say I'm not gonna get This one right Uh, Called Let's say Let's say it's called Esclepius Escapolis That sounds good I already found out During
1: that last podcast Of theirs You sent That I've been Mispronouncing their First album name For the last 20 years of my life So
0: Yeah I think Everybody has And I'm not gonna correct you I'm No I got it guy Firen Oh good I just sent so
2: I just sent a couple of videos to the podcast fellows there that show some Brandon moshing as well as some some gentry at all shredding.
0: yeah new album Asclepius, some kind of Greek word or something they wanted to keep with the the theme of Hephaestus and other albums of theirs, and last night they played both the songs from that album and a couple others, so it was great. Um, what do you think, Steve? Your your first time seeing Iceberg? Apologies, just ate a little bit of chocolate.
2: Oh. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was just talking about how the the wait was a little long, given that I'm an old man, and uh, but I w- I was glad I waited, glad I went. Um, they seemed tight. A lot, I mean, they all played great. I thought. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think they played with the confidence of years. Uh, I think it's it's an interesting mix of metal and prog and maybe kind of, like, you, Brandon, you had said Mahavishnu or something, some kind of, like, fusion jazz. Like they, It seems like there's some freer elements in there, but not a lot of, like, really long open solos. You know what I mean, right? Like, mo- most of it kind of is seems to be scripted and goes along with... You know, the songs and everything they planned out, but then it seemed like there there are times when Gentry will kind of be shredding or soloing over the, the riffs or the, mm-hmm. the, the patterns that are happening. And I love the drummer. I, I just love the drumming. It was so tight. Again, kind of in contrast to the opening bands, which maybe obviously there's some strategy there, but... <laughs> <laughs> they, the second band it just like every song they played unfortunately they just kept getting slower throughout the song you know i mean they just couldn't hold the tempo so it's like the the song would start at a at a kind of a nicer tempo and then <laughs> By the end yeah. of the song, I think unintentionally you were like, "Okay, what happened to this song? We lost it." You should it. send
1: them some notes. Uh, you know, I
2: I pulled them aside after I said, "Guys, not six, bad. Six out of ten. Here's yeah. my notes."
0: You know, three, three out of ten.
2: We we've got some things to work on. We'll we'll hit it. We'll hit it first thing Monday. I, w- take I want the you guys weekend, to succeed. Yeah, take the weekend to just you know sleep it off, whatever, and. uh no. Anyway, it was it was it was enjoyable.
0: Well, was uh, cool. Let us pull up a little bit from from their recent album. You want you want to say what the album's called yet, Jason? No, I already tried. No, you did a great. Okay, it's a Greek uh, god of medicine. Greek god of medicine. For what it's worth, some something about healing. I know they they mentioned you know recorded it during during the COVID times, and it's a, you'll you'll feel the healing when you. When you hear this, um, All right, heal us. This this is from Dahlia rides the Firebird, track two. Coming in at seventeen minutes fifty seconds, but we'll we'll just, play, just we'll play part of the middle.
2: Thanks yep. for joining <laughs> us. Uh,
1: <I'm> like, <laughs> stylistically, very complimentary of the uh, the planned podcast that we have.
0: Yep, just just setting the stage. Yep. Okay, so that is an excerpt from "Dolly Rides the Firebird" from Asclepius by Iceburn, released in 2021. Now, uh, hey, let's get into the heart of the matter here.
3: The uh, the
0: font from which all blessings flow. <laughs> <laughs> it is. The it ore is. Sprung. Um Here's the uh, the outline. I, I sent a, some question prompts. I don't think we'll get to all of them, but uh,
1: we're just jumping right into it. Any you want any statement on Christmas? Do you like Christmas oh, music, gosh, Brandon?
0: Yeah. I I'm, I'm not what good. What are you doing to defend the war on, or fight the war on Christmas?
1: Or wait, are, are you... Wait, wait. I ask, so I am <laughs> curious. Brandon, Brandon you're, the, you're the guy that uh, that kind of initiated the Christmas, the Christmas episode, and I'm yeah. glad you did. Do you have... Uh, so what's your position on Christmas music? Are you a guy that can enjoy it all year? Do you wait until a certain time of year? Do you find it perfect during that moment, but outside of that moment, you're... It's it's enough with the Christmas. I music. would bet
0: at uh, at this point, all of you guys and probably any of our dedicated listeners can make a pretty good guess. As I just to, want to hear you say it all year, baby. Uh, all year,
4: damn it! <laughs>
0: <laughs> really? Of course, it's more. It's in heavier rotation in October, November, December. But October, oh, yeah. Oh boy. But uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not past playing it in June. All right. Just wanted it on the record. Yep, no surprises there. And and Jason,
1: I'm not.
3: Let, ant, let's yeah, get yours getting. on
0: the record. We all know six p.m.
3: No, <laughs> you know, six p.m. on the twenty fourth. Five there, minutes.
1: There's no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not that. <laughs> I I. There's a a sentimental side of it of me that that really loves elements of it, but I do. Get, I find myself getting tired of it by the end of December.
3: You know, I I tend to only listen to Christmas music in December, maybe once Thanksgiving hits, right, like cuz Thanksgiving moves, but I often feel by the end of December like I didn't actually get enough. Mm. Right? Like cuz there's there's so many albums I really like and uh so I I sometimes at the end of it I realize like yesterday I was listening to Ella Fitzgerald and it was like how did I not get to this one sooner? Um there's just there's a lot of good music. Uh My hot take is that Christmas music should extend into January and February, because along with all the car commercials or, you know, (laughs) any representation in which we sort of pretend snow and cold is a good thing, those all evaporate after like January 3rd. And the months that really are awful are January and February. And I wish we sort of embraced snow and ice then. So so I'm... Keep keep the lights up in downtown. Exactly. I'm contemplating like extending my Christmas listening this year for that reason.
2: I like that take. That is a hot take. I'm feeling the heat over here and I'm across the room. And you don't
0: have any other holidays after Christmas to be. No. Valentine's music? Come on. No. No such thing. So maybe that, yeah, maybe that should be like post Thanksgiving up through President's Day, Christmas season. That's right. Wow. Hey, I stand by that. You know I do. (laughs) I mean,
1: you're probably already doing it, bud.
0: (laughs) See, I I come from a house. Every weekend i come from a house where my dad's cd collection uh he had he had a lot of cds drawers full of them and christmas well lots of classical but then the christmas it took up a whole drawer he had maybe 100 100 cds or something so he he had to start earlier else he wouldn't get through all his albums not all of them are great. <laughs> <laughs> are any of them actually good? But but also it's <laughs> you know Christmas is so much tied into nostalgia, and so now as an adult you know I'm like man George Winston's pretty great, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I still I love it now. Uh, I love it. All right.
2: But <laughs> 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 it warms my heart to see a young man like you. Reference George Winston and Wyndham Hill. That's yeah. you
0: Wyndham know. <laughs> Hill Records. Yeah. Oh man, they've got that particular kind of Christmas sound. They got it covered. Oh, man, they're like the four AD level label for Christmas music. <laughs> 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 right. Right. Alter- alternative. Alternative Christmas. <laughs> the edgy Christmas uh, sort of. Anyway, yeah. Anything else we need to? No, I was just. I was just
1: curious. Uh, yeah. what what, how, what we were jumping into? Who I'm sparring with? Yeah, I mean I already knew. <laughs> but. How,
3: how about this? It, like, and, and maybe maybe this is veering us a little because we've got a lot of categories here. But if you're if like, what does what should Christmas sound like? Right? Like, should Christmas sound like, like if if you get to pick one sort of sound, is it like religious music in choirs? Is it rocking around the Christmas tree? Sort of like. 1950s pop.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it crooners? Mm-hmm. Like,
3: what's what's the ideal Christmas song? Oh,
0: Gosh, all the above
3: <laughs> mashed into it's, one. Well,
0: it's kind of about the variety, I say. Just like having, it would be like having a Christmas tree that's just white lights and nothing else. You want you want that thing, every color of the rainbow on there. Chaos, you know. <laughs> all the different colored presents. You don't want to wrap all your presents in the same paper? A
1: very chaos Christmas. Yeah.
0: I don't know. That's yeah, that's mean, my feel like, feeling
2: about it. Yeah, I, w- I like that. I like trying to embrace it all and I feel like it Christmas is such a weird mix of the sacred and the secular. I mean, it's like Yeah. Mo- it's so it's so um commercial and secular at least in the United States that it's like and as a kid it's like that's all everything you get excited about, but it seems like also, if you're a Christian or whatever, there, hopefully, at least somewhere in inside that cynical heart, you know there are these moments or and songs that kind of reach you and connect with that uh, religious and spiritual side of it. And kind of seems like the music music hits both. I love I love you know there's certain tunes that I like in both of those categories. You know,
0: on on the pop side, if there is sleigh bells in the instrumentation, that probably helps. <laughs> they don't or use them. The title. They don't or, use them so much in the, in the choral I, music. Which I
1: think might make "Microphone Fiend by Eric B and Rakim a Christmas song. Then, yeah. <laughs> great use of don't... sleigh bells. <laughs> I'm not trust familiar me, with that tune. Trust can, me on. Can it. you hum a few bars? Nope. <laughs> but you can look it up. Great track.
3: <laughs> and then, of course, sleigh bells is only Christmas music.
0: Yeah, and and uh, oversaturated. Inputs. That's right. Yeah,
3: it's the
0: most Christmas thing.
3: <laughs> I think okay. we're losing Let's, our
2: we're losing our base here. I, guys. I think I Let's, lost I, th- I lost this thread. <laughs> I threw us off.
0: No, Let's, it's no, no, no. It was good. Yeah, it's uh, it's setting the setting the stage All for. Right. Take it away, Brandon. Let's
2: get to the music.
0: Yeah. So, Brian, give us a a song that takes you back to childhood Christmas for you. <clears throat> okay. So,
3: lots of options here. Like like Brandon already said. Um, Christmas is about nostalgia, and I grew up listening to, you know, a lot of different, uh, you know, Christmas albums that, as my parents have LPs that, you know, just sort of make it out every year. But the one that I'm going to pick is, uh, there's there's uh, there's this John Denver and the Muppets Christmas album, Christmas Together,
0: uh, that's from... You better not pick the 12 Days of Christmas from that. <laughs> Do not don't go there. <laughs> so it, if this is your pick, I can pick something else.
3: I can I can hit a no, different album. It's not my pick. <laughs> so uh, so this is uh, 1979. I thought it was 81. Uh, and and you've got John Denver, sort of peak of his popularity, teaming up with Jim Henson and Frank Oz to and and like does it seriously and you know and sort of like puts his heart into it and and I think. I don't know. There's something about it that I just, I love it. There's, there's tracks that are just John Denver. He sings beautifully. Uh, And then there's tracks that are just the Muppets that are sort of goofy. Uh, And then there's, there's a combination of the two. And, and if I was, if this wasn't bringing me back my childhood, I'd probably pick it, you know, a combination of the two, but I'm going to pick from John Denver and the Muppets A Christmas Together, Little St. Nick.
0: Okay. Was this one written by the Beach Boys? I, I picture the Beach Boys singing it. The
3: Beach Boys definitely sing this on their Christmas album, which was another one I was thinking about. I'll have to look that up.
0: Okay. Little St. Nick from John Denver and the Muppets. Yeah, it had to be written by the Beach Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for this
4: prize. And he spends a whole year working out in his <laughs> let. It's <laughs> a <laughs> little saint nick. It's <laughs> a little saint, Nick, saint nick. Just a little bobsled we call an old saint.
0: you get a lot on there that don't normally uh don't normally sing
3: well so so this is uh i was
1: trying to hear so it was did we have uh did we was it was fozzy in there was
3: no this is this is it's just dr teeth the and,
1: and electric mayhem okay
3: so so no john denver at all uh <laughs> but you had janice taking the first verse and oh gosh the guy with the, the mustache the guitar player uh right his name's not rufus but it probably should be and the, and, uh, the sunglasses and, yeah. yeah and then dr teeth takes the third verse you're right this is a beach boys original 1963 single um but there you know and and i like the beach boys version but there's just something about the like the muppets take on this that as a kid i loved it was just it was funny it was these characters i knew and seen on tv <laughs> and i remember my brother and i just sort of dancing around the living room to uh to this album and uh, but not dancing too hard because it would skip (laughs) that's right (laughs) kids these days might not know about that
2: (laughs) well the muppets were huge in that time right and and i just remember loving the muppet show and watching it i this album was not on my radar for whatever
0: reason but anyway yeah i've i've only heard a few songs from this one like that that one was not not familiar to me um uh, yeah,
3: there's a couple of there's a couple of originals
0: um probably because at that time my dad wouldn't tolerate music that was for kids Yeah, <laughs> so it just wasn't played in our house
3: <laughs> well the muppets are that interesting thing right like muppets are for kids but also kind of for adults if you watch the older muppets like you you don't get yeah. all of it as a kid yeah it's not like it's blue humor or anything but yeah,
1: they were doing kind of the pixar model before pixar did where it was yeah. packaged for kids but there was always something to reward the adults in the room too
3: right like because as a kid you don't know who these you know guest stars are on a variety yeah. sh- and you don't know, you don't know the formula of a variety show that they're sort of poking holes in <laughs> so but yeah so so it's a it's a good album, top to bottom. It's it's definitely of its era. It's a little, uh, it's not the greatest Christmas album, but that brings me back every year.
0: Fun fun hearing Doctor Teeth and his and his bandmates <laughs> singing. Like I was expecting Kermit and Piggy and now. <laughs> <This is, I'm laughs> deep, deep characters. Yeah, I'm going to get more into this album. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> and and some profound some profound truth in, truths in there about yeah. how Christmas comes this time each year.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: thanks, I'm not, I'm not thanks really, brian wilson <laughs> i'm not really sure why it's called the little saint nick like why is the sleigh called <laughs> little Saint? it's just it's odd
0: but it's got a great tune yeah jason how about you
1: uh okay i will go so i'm debating doing that pulling a jordan in honor of his absence which we didn't even acknowledge but uh Jordan's not with us today. Yeah. He's doing he's doing whatever he's doing, and so family got, commitments. Yeah, um, the Jordan moves You know what? In honor of Jordan not being here, not being able to defend himself, <laughs> I'm going to pull a Jordan. So doing the Jordan move is where Go you left. name you name the thing that you're not going to actually pick, just to kind of get it on the
0: record. Yeah, yeah. Um, and talk about it enough that we feel obligated I to play about it. Anyway. about
1: it. But uh, the first thing I wanted to pick was from the the Will Vinton uh, claymation Christmas.
0: Uh, mm. TV show, which oh. was it was on and then it was on repeat. And it was... Yeah. I that, went, w- that was one that I was always anticipating yes. throughout December. And then I would be pissed if I missed that night. I'm like, oh,
1: what? It was yesterday? And I remember as a kid being very delighted by the songs. I went back and listened to some of the songs now. Eh. Not, not quite as good as I remember. So I'm not <laughs> going to go with a uh, Claymation <laughs> Christmas. Instead, I'm going to go to the world of, of late night television, um, which is been a a staple of my 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 life far too long Um, as long as I can remember stay up really late and watch late night television and Letterman became a part of my 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 life very early on like nine ten years old and Letterman started this tradition in like 86 he was super weird um, and he would just he he was really delighted by oddities and so he would Decorate this Christmas tree with weird stuff. He's like, put a meatball on top of it. And he started this tradition in '86 where he would have Darlene Love come in and sing a Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. She had recorded it from the Phil Spector Christmas album, which is an absolute classic, one of my favorite Christmas albums. But she would come in and do it live. And there, there was something about, I guess, just the timing of it. Like that song. Makes me, takes me back to that moment. Like that in my mind is when it was officially time for me to get excited because I knew Letterman, the the live episodes of Letterman were about to end. And uh, then it was going to be that last week of Christmas. And then Santa was going to come. So uh, <laughs> so Darlene loved performing on Letterman. So you can either go, probably the easiest way is just to take the original version off of uh, Phil Phil Spector's Christmas. But the, the live performances, you can find them on YouTube. They're great. And then he started later in adding in, he would do this thing. He would bring in Jay Thomas to tell this story about a... <laughs> about driving the Lone Ranger around on a, on an assignment, and then Thomas would throw a football and knock the meatball off the tree. It was it, like that's that's Christmas tradition. I mean, what, what more oh, do you need?
0: Wow, it's it's the best. <laughs> when when was this? Circa? This carried
1: all the way. So Darlene Love went all the way to the end from like '86 probably till 2014 when he finally went off the air, mm-hmm. and then he brought in the J. Thomas bit in the '90s, and he just kept adding different pieces to his uh, his his weird Christmas traditions. But Darlene so loved was the, you were on
0: board with this from the... Very beginning. Probably, 80. so I
1: was either 9 or 10 when it first happened, and then just became part of the tradition.
0: How were you staying up that late, that often? I mean, I, mean, I to <laughs> Joel <this> day, my, <coughs> I,
1: I get it from my mom. My mom was a night owl. I'm a night owl. My oldest son, who's 18, he's up at two when i'm up at two still i don't know
0: because yeah. that was yeah that was like was it eleven thirty that he came on or here was the routine come home watch
1: mash watch an episode <laughs> of mash
0: <laughs> and then watch letterman i remember trying to watch letterman at that age like i was fascinated by his uh velcro stunts mm-hmm. and always hoped he'd do something with that but uh yeah it was just too late for me but this is uh this is cool yeah So, from A Christmas Gift for You, from Phil Spector. Yep. White Christmas by Darlene Lott. Which one? Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Christmas Baby, Please. There it is. Is this the one that uh, Mariah Carey popularized? No. There's one
1: so good it Fantastic. takes me back and the performance on letterman if you're so it's it's the week of christmas people are probably looking for a way to stay busy while they're still on the clock but we're not actually doing real work at this time of year right so right. take a youtube dive down the live performances on letterman the fake snow starts to fall and darlene love <laughs> She's like from that era. She's such a pro. If she comes live on a TV show, she's gonna put everything into those big high notes. And there's just something about it. It's pure nostalgia, but it's like I get it. it's emotion, man. I love it.
0: I I love the idea of Letterman doing this every year. You know, Christmas is about traditions. Yep. Bring Darlene Love on. And just then like when you get into the
1: do. 90s ones, make sure you watch the Jay Thomas story, because it's so stupid, but it's so entertaining, and he tells the same damn story every year, and it's, it's phenomenal. <laughs> that was part, that was the gig. That was the,
0: that was the whole routine. So, uh, word, word out to the Jimmys. Start doing some regular Christmas well, Jimmy, traditions. So,
1: <laughs> Fallon tried it. He brought Darlene Love oh, in in, like, maybe 2017 and tried it, but she's getting older, and he just needs to start his own new thing.
3: Yeah. You know what I love about this is that Phil Spector album's 1963. Uh, and and so like really that album is. Yeah. <laughs> and so so then you're talking 86, right? So you're nostalgic for this thing as a kid, but in 1986 this is probably Letterman being nostalgic for him not as a kid in 63, but uh, you know, for an earlier time of of his Christmas. And so we get we get layers of that. And there that wall of mm. sound sound, it just it it sounds so good and it, and it's so of that era
1: and that, so that was kind of the fun thing with the tradition. So the first couple of years, it's like the, the late night band, just the regular band. I think maybe there were six of them and then, um, Darlene Love. And then each year, they started trying to kind of replicate that wall of sound, and so Paul Schaefer would start bringing in more and more. So by the time you get to the last half, they would have all these guests, and they were trying to, to duplicate live some version of that wall of sound, and it's, uh, it's, it was a really cool tradition.
3: Man, if you wanted to start a new podcast, Wall of Sound wouldn't be a bad name.
2: Just... Just saying. <laughs> Uh-oh, rival podcast <laughs> <All right.
4: laughs>
2: When you do the wall of
0: sound, you do it right. You do, da, da. Okay. We're going to get some Splinter Groups. <laughs> formerly, Steve Riggs, formerly of Let the Music Be Your Master. We can Let the Music Be Your Master <laughs> Fundamentalists.
2: Meet at Kiwanis Park at 9 a.m. Saturday. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Ricks. All right. Well.
0: Dr. Ricks a lot.
2: I mean, in addition to all the music playing on, on the hi-fi or in the car or whatever, I mean, I watched a lot of TV. And the TV programs were a big part of my you know, nostalgia for Christmas. And back before the days of uh, you know, streaming and DVRs and on-demand. Uh, you know, you you only saw the Christmas specials at Christmas, and you only saw them at that one night on that one channel when they were going to show them. So, uh, a little bit of a Jordan move here, but of course, you know the Peanuts that that was one we always look for. The Grinch that was one we always look for. But I think the ones that stand out the most because they're so quirky and fun and weird were all with the Rankin Bass stop time animation Mm -hmm. and they had great music and you know again you know traditional songs new songs weird songs and so the song i have to pick from all those rankin and bass ones uh speaking to the the young trombone in me is the heat miser song (laughs) from the year without a santa claus
1: such which, a weird show. Which, yeah, this so, is so this weird. is one that you got I... the heat
2: miser and the cold miser almost like, you know, I don't know. What uh, kind of like Satan and, and angel battling it out, but you know the the I guess the cold miser is kind of the good guy cuz you want the snow to win, but they're both kind of like
0: questionable characters. <laughs> <laughs> so is this one a show that you guys are also familiar with? Oh yeah. Because I never saw it as a kid. I don't know if it wasn't broadcast as often. I lived
1: for all those stop motion. That was like my very favorite thing. I remember
0: Rudolph and Frosty. I don't. I never saw this. Rudolph is this the one with Burgermeister Meisterburger? No,
3: that's that's like the Chris Kringle (laughs) one.
2: Yeah, that yeah. no, but that is that few, is the one I think those. that is the one where he has red hair when he's younger, and then as he gets older, he yeah, a few of them, I, I, wasn't,
0: I never saw until like the DVD was released, and right? My nah, kids were it. I'm looking at the there's no, oh, no. Burgermeister Burgermeister, no, 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 That's no. not in this okay. one,
2: okay? Wait, wait, The Year Without a Santa Claus, that's right, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, I think, is that's that the one, one. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, The Year Without a Santa Claus, this is a weird one, yeah, where it's the so it's just me that didn't No, I,
3: I don't really remember this one. I think this one was shown less often.
2: Yes, the, Rudolph was definitely the number 1 and I think yeah. that made it made the so, wider round. yeah, so we had, we had
1: cable TV and my mom they would print a schedule in the TV guide or whatever of like all the when all the Christmas shows were going to be and then we would set the the VCR. I was very innovative. I was doing Tivo before Tivo was a thing. Mm-hmm. I would set the VCR <laughs> to record and then record them and that one made it into the rotation and i remember thinking it was so weird. <laughs> well, and the, so yeah, and that's you know we we had you know we would
2: record stuff on VHS and and but i think we kind of purposely didn't record these because it was kind of like, you know, no, not it, 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 because we just wanted to watch them at this special time of year, you know, and, and just so um yeah I think I think you can find it and the and the cold miser song is the same same melody and everything as the heat miser song and same accompaniment but the heat miser is just so weird with the flamey hair and everything he's just kind of scary looking dude so take it away Brandon Uh listen to those trauma Hold
0: on is there is there an album of this what am well, I looking for
2: I, it's it you're probably going I can to find YouTube? it on YouTube. I, okay. I I can see it on YouTube, and I think it's just paired with the,
0: the, the
2: clip from what, the actual thing. What,
0: what, what am what I looking do? for?
2: Heat Miser song, Year Without a Santa Claus.
5: I'm Mr. Green Christmas. I'm Mr. Sun. I'm Mr. Heat Blister. I'm Mr. 101.
6: Too much.
4: He's Mr. Green Christmas. He's Mr. Sun. He's Mr. Heat Blister. He's Mr. Hundred and One.
5: They call me Heat Miser. Whatever I touch starts to melt in my clutch. He's too much. Thank you.
0: Well, there you have it. Yeah, there better be a soundtrack album with this.
2: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's probably floating around somewhere out there. Uh, what a great, what a great <laughs> choice! I don't know. There's so many good songs in there too. You know, the silver and gold one with the the snowman, or I don't know. So yeah, he has there's some Rudolph.
0: So yep. Or Rankin Bass. Uh, why says, am I such a misfit? <laughs> so it says this was '74. Year without a Santa Claus. Seems like the Rudolph ones was earlier than that. Might have but, been. Is probably they. They did a good job. They, they capitalized on the, the need for Christmas reruns and.
1: Well, and now think of how many like modern, sitcoms have made that made that aesthetic, their version of their Christmas episode. Yeah. It, it became such a staple in the, the, just how Christmas. Yeah. Episodic TV looks. The Community do yeah, one of those? Yeah, Community did one. And... Um, I think Ted Lasso just did a short. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, I don't know. There, It's been a, a Mad... running trope now. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Mad TV did one. Yeah. Why is it that Christmas, of all the holidays, has such a abundance of specialized entertainment and music and all that?
3: Yeah, everybody needs a Christmas episode, right? Yeah. Like, every sitcom does one.
0: Simpsons does one almost every year
3: Christmas and Halloween right like yeah. a lot of a lot of
0: franchises will do
3: that as well Halloween
0: yeah. doesn't get into the music so maybe maybe because most popular music is already worshiping satan so <laughs> <laughs>
3: whoa well it's interesting whoa. listen it's interesting listening Took to that turn. song because you can hear it like that sounds like Christmas music right and it no it's not going to become a standard because it's nobody wa- like you don't think of yourself as a heat miser right like is not a role like you don't put this on and, and this reflects your feelings about the season but there's something about like the production and the horns and like the you know the ricky ticky um like there's just there is sometimes a sound to christmas because that song doesn't really have anything to say about christmas
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, despite the fact yes. that christmas music sounds all over the map as well
2: we are really going down a dark hole here. This yeah. is a, a can of worms. <laughs> a black a hole of full worms. of worms. <laughs> take it away, you know, Brandon. If, if, anyone, if, I'm
0: playing, if I'm playing Christmas music in the classroom, and if any students complain because it's, you know, before Thanksgiving or whatever, I'll say, Hey, I've been, because it's I've September. been, playing, <laughs> I've been playing Black Sabbath all year. You guys can, can take a break. <laughs> No, but there, there really isn't that much. Is Halloween the second month? No, I don't know. What would be the the second biggest holiday music? Uh, who knows? I mean, a lot of
2: sitcoms do a of them, Thanksgiving them, episode, really. to be honest, because it's like there's fodder there for like getting together with family and the tensions pa- and the mayhem it, that yeah, ensues. Part of know, it maybe
1: it just because it is. Uh, I mean, I think you use the word nostalgia earlier it is maybe more than any other holiday so steeped in nostalgia Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i mean the first question we started with was nostalgia it's like a big part of it is like simultaneously experiencing that thing that you felt when you were a kid at the holidays and so music is such an effective tool i think for nostalgia it yeah it Maybe it just makes sense. I don't know,
0: and probably with it being tied in with the uh, you know the one of the biggest religious holidays, and but also with the secular aspect and people needing to shop so much, it has the the appeal of selling albums and making and and
1: making you buy crap.
0: Yeah, and the time of the year too, with it like uh, like Brian mentioned, even though the the darkness extends. Well past it, but being in the in the midwinter like that and wanting some some uh, some uplift and some some light in the bleak midwinter. Hmm.
2: hmm. Okay. Oh, well,
0: <laughs> okay, here's a here's a blast from the past for me. This uh, this takes me back to to childhood. This one was um probably more along the lines of of Jason's pick, where not it wasn't originally intended for for kids but it was just played a lot at my house this is from barbara streisand's christmas album uh turns out this was 1967 i i didn't know she was recording that early but uh must have been one of her early ones opening track from barbara streisand jingle bells question mark
7: Jingle buzz, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle buzz, jingle buzz, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. We're dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. All the fears we go laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. Oh, what fun it is to sing a sleighing song tonight. Oh, jingle buzz, jingle buzz, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle buzz, jingle buzz, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. A day.
1: please
0: two- take a Breath. She did. You heard it. I heard it.
7: <laughs> and soon, Miss Fanny Bright. It
0: was probably the the timpani sound effects that appealed to me as a kid. <laughs> I, lo- I loved the song whenever it came on. And kids, when songs came on, that was a complicated thing back then.
3: Yeah. having to put on the vinyl, put the needle down, guess where, it, like look it for look for the track. Uh-huh.
7: So, uh, I like
3: Barbara. She's oh, awesome. That's a really different
0: take. I don't think I've ever heard that before. I, I don't that's why there's a question mark at the end of it. I wasn't kidding about that. Jingle bells question mark. Well, that here
3: again, because we have this canon of songs, right? Like, it's so much fun to see that everybody's different takes on it. Like, that's part of what makes Phil Spectre great. Is you know those songs. But now it's dressed up with his production. Here yeah. you have get Barbara Streisand interpreting it in this sort of nobody sings it like this. Yeah. But watch, watch what I do with this. Who's your
2: yeah. main? Is it Marvin Hamlish? Is he the? He's
1: kind of like her orchestrator. <laughs> I, main. That's a question only Brandon can answer <laughs> in this no. room. Not
2: even me. I think I think that's that's who does it. Marvin <laughs> Hamlish.
0: I think Jordan is actually the big Barbara Streisand fan of, of any of us. I mean, come on, watch what's up, Doc, and tell and me you not. don't
2: love Barbara Streisand. She's. Awesome. Yeah. Oriental. Come on. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sold. You sold me on it, Rick's. She can act, she can sing. Yep. There's nothing she can't do. Yeah. I'm right there with, with you, man. man. Corky Saint Clair. Okay.
4: Oh.
0: You know what? Uh Jordan was kind enough to send send me some uh messages pre-recorded
1: to answer these <laughs> if questions if jason says anything about pulling a jordan
0: you, you hit a him with play, a, play this you hit him with a
1: buzzer <laughs> and
0: tell him to shut his mouth um the problem is uh oh how do i he sent it through uh you know apple messages and i know how to download it on my phone how do i download it on the computer if i've got it open I'm just going to have to do this later. Okay. Brian Brian's got a a hard out at 11:30. I do. Which is well, less gosh, than an gotta, hour. So Yeah, we no, better
2: keep we it gotta moving. Get, we got to get yeah, moving. Get let's Brian's go. picks in.
0: Okay. Uh which question? We could go we could alter the format
2: where Brian just runs through his picks for all those and then we we and then we we all no. comment. No. We'll, okay, sorry. We'll, go
0: go Brandon We'll do you're that in charge. towards the end if we need to. Okay. Okay. Go Brandon. How about a favorite carol slash hymn type Christmas song oh all right, take it in a spiritual direction so uh
3: this this was a fun one to think about i love uh i tend I tend church uh I worship on Sundays, and i like christmas I like singing the hymns, and there's a lot of hymns I mean most of the hymns in in the lDS hymn book there's like what twelve of them there's not a ton, but I like singing those uh, but my favorite is uh angels we've heard on high uh and the reason for that i think is because i mean it's it's here's here this is for steve ricks people i remembered this word the melisma whoa (laughs) the uh when you sing gloria right and and it sort of moves up and down that's that's melisma in uh And when you sort of stick on a single syllable and you move it around, it's what happens in early church music. And so, you can see like traces of early, you know, Christian music, uh, the sacred, in the way that that hymn is written. Uh, And I I just, I enjoy singing this. And when I was a missionary in the Netherlands, uh, my first first branch, we joined the choir because we didn't have a whole lot else to do, Um, and we this was our choir's favorite number in, uh, in Alakmar that we were singing in April um, because it was everybody just enjoyed singing it. So there's, of course, a lot of different versions. I'd like to pick uh, the Westerlies. Uh, this is a brass quartet. Um, they actually came to BYU last month. Uh, I really enjoyed their performance. So it's, it's two trumpets, two trombones. They have a Christmas album called Fireside Brass. It just came out this year, and it's the first track on it. And so we're not, you know, people aren't going to be singing, but you already, listeners at home, you know what this song sounds like. So here's, here's a different take on it, the Westerlies. Cool.
0: There's the miasma. Yeah, it is. Melisma. (laughs) (laughs) Melisma.
6: So,
3: I like the arrangement here. Um, You know, as a brass player, it's it's fun to hear uh, the different takes. I was... I'll just put in a plug for for this group Uh, they played probably an hour and a half concert at BYU stood up on stage, no music, whatever and you know I'm used to seeing that from bands, you know, if I go to a concert um, a touring act it's not like they're pulling out sheet music I don't think I've ever seen classically trained musicians play a full concert without any music in front of them and ranging all over the you know map of classical pieces to uh, different things, so they I, they were really
2: I was really impressed. What, uh, what instruments do we have here? Two trumpets, two trombones, um, and also like an hour and a half of constant playing for brass. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, no, they
3: they put on a great yeah. show. They were really personable, um, and they played one. I don't I can't remember what Christmas piece they played, but they they said, hey, we've got a Christmas album coming out in a couple of weeks, and. So as soon as it dropped, I checked out. And I, I've had this on pretty constant repeat this year. So it's, it's worth checking out if you like that.
2: Yeah, I, m- I missed their concert, unfortunately. But I went to a lecture they gave, and it was kind of fun to interact with them. And they actually talked about their process of like... What am I hearing? Uh, I don't know. Somebody's... I don't think it's me. It's me. Oh, oh I hit... That's washed out. <laughs> Not how I did that. <laughs> no, they um in this lecture they talked about that they improvise a lot together and that's often how they come up with their arrangements and everything. And and you can kinda hear that in this, you know, just the idea of that, you know, antiphonal trumpets or da, 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 da. they actually kinda did some of that live in this lecture and talked about this method they use to just kind of develop material and come up with stuff and it and it often just grows out of them messing around and improvising for a long time kind of like the way rock bands do right and just yeah if you've seen, uh, uh tip beatles documentary <laughs> on apple plus no okay. well and, and they actually they
3: describe themselves as a band which normally a quartet wouldn't a classical quartet wouldn't call themselves a band but they that's how they sort of conceive of themselves right and they grow out of of jazz you know two of the two of them were in jazz band in middle school with each other and some and the the, a third one was across town in jazz band in the in the competing school, and then I think they they met the fourth player at Juilliard when they were all there. Hmm. So,
0: yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll look, in, look into it. The Westerlies. What do you got, Jason?
1: Oh, I'm up. This was a kind of a tough what, one for what's me.
0: What's the one song you listened to at six p.m. on Christmas Eve?
1: Well, I mean that's a different question okay. than the one you you asked. <laughs> <laughs> uh favorite Kim cam- h- Carol or hymn type. So, uh similarly, um by the way, congratulations on on going to church, Brian. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I do. I I I've been a time or two as well. Um it so uh, it Brian Brian I think articulated, he mentioned at the beginning a song he likes to sing. And that was I think one of the key factors for my choice and it's interesting this was the one i was most unsettled with my answer on because i can't i don't have like a favorite recording of the song that i'm gonna pick and so i'm i i'm actually struggling deciding what to have you play because my favorite thing about this and i think it probably connects back to that kind of a christmas song as a a point of of worship or celebrating something that's sacred. Um this is like my favorite one to sing because it feels like a, a more personal expression. Anyway, it's I heard the bells on Christmas Day. I I like it because it the you have to get through all four verses, like four or five, but it shows it's like this journey of of a person like losing hope, and it actually uses the word despair. I think in the third verse, mm-hmm. which is super cool to me. It it definitely. Uh, this
0: is Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, yeah,
1: right? Yeah, it's a, a poem he wrote. I don't know if he wrote it to be sung like that or not, but it was turned into a a song. Maybe he I, did, I, don't I know. think
0: the story is it was like during the Civil War or something. His son had died in the Civil War, something like that.
1: Anyway, you get to that fourth verse, and it's this—it's this like stepping out of hope. You you hear the bells of Christmastime. So th- this one's interesting because there's two kind of styles of recording. Um, my preference is like the very traditional, the way it is in the hymn book, the the way it is like sung by a choir. But then you have like the Burl Ives, the Bing Crosby, the Harry Belafonte, the Carpenters take. I went through them all, and they do a slightly different thing the with their version of it that I don't love as much, but that seems to be a, at least like a common way for a, a soloist to uh to record it. So if I were picking the one the only one I could find on Apple Music that I felt was semi representative of, of how I like to sing it was the the London Bear London uh, London, London, Dairy, Londonderry Singers, which is just a very traditional kind of a choir, choir sung version of it. But for me, this is one I prefer to sing than just to listen to. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Any verse you want to?
1: No, I mean, my favorite is that transition. Like, I don't even know what the time would be, but if you can hear the transition from the, I think the third verse to the fourth verse is like my favorite. Moment in it.
0: Well, it's it's two minutes long. I'll just I'll just let it there play. There you go.
1: So I, I think it was Brian mentioned at the beginning, like what's the song and I think he was like searching for a song that maybe straddles the the secular and the sacred a little bit, like does that captures it all. I don't know if there is one that captures it all, but if I'm if I'm trying to think of like the purest distillation for me mm-hmm. of like what this moment of the year does for me, that's that would be the song.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there definitely is a moment like despite the commercialization that gets gets played in the the loudspeakers there's definitely a uh, a mournfulness to the, to the season, Hel- you know, kind of forces you to think about the things that you wish were different in your life. And that uh you know, maybe emphasizes some of the loneliness or whatever when when you have these expectations, I it's Christmas, I need to be happy. And yet Sometimes not, and yet uh, after that, hopefully there's there is some joy, right? And,
1: and you hope there is that moment where you hear that you hear the bells pealing loud and
0: clear. Yeah. Yep. love it.
3: There's something about Christmas, you know the the association with Christmas and ghost stories, right? That same sort of mm. mournfulness. Mm-hmm. I like think that's where that's where Dickens comes in, and and so many other things. It's it's a, it's a sort of thing we don't think about these days, but in the 19th century, when uh longfellow's writing this it's definitely going to be connected right right
2: yes indeed okay steve ah yes indeed fun times fun
0: times <laughs> um uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> um the, uh, quick quick side note this uh this question or this part of the category reminds me that um you know, other, other Christian religions seem to seem to put a little more emphasis on the, uh, you know, midnight mass I'm thinking of mm-hmm. for, the, for the Catholics, like going to some service on Christmas Eve or something like that. Or you've got a box oratorio, um, is it Matthew's Passion? Mm-hmm. Um, the, these things that are part of the, the musical tradition of the, the countries. It seems here we don't, we don't do that as much part part of my holy envy of of other religions kind of wish we had a regular uh midnight mass type thing start one yeah okay splendor yeah, group here we go splendor group <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> we we really are going in the wrong direction as far as our Christmas you, uh, uh, celebrations. You
2: Non-BYU <laughs> employees can take care of that. We'll, <laughs> Brian and I will have holy envy of your guys new religion and we'll we'll see how it goes.
1: I wasn't saying start a religion.
0: <laughs> no, I was it's gotta to say, be okay. It's got to be. But I yeah. mean if you want to <laughs> go on.
1: knock yourself out, dude.
0: I'm I'm only going to eat meat sparingly i'm gonna go hardcore in that and uh, uh <laughs> and that trumpets are loud
2: yes <laughs> all Whoa. right steve go ahead hey religions can evolve um so i love to sing i you know my gateway my main gateway into music was you know stumbling on the trombone and sticking with it uh for for a while and because of that i really didn't I, I sang in church choir a lot, but not in like school choirs or anything like that. So I've had a few but but later in life I've ended up singing in other contexts outside of just just congregational singing or church singing that have been really really fun for me and meaningful to me. And one of those was while I was a student at University of Illinois, uh, I sang in a little madrigal group just with some, some fellow uh neighbors and friends and uh we would just meet on sunday nights and practice and we do a little concert and so i just remember hanging out uh on a sunday night preceding christmas with with a bunch of friends and community members there in in illinois uh bef- i probably <laughs> flew home to arizona to spend christmas with my my family because i was you know single at the time and happy to do that but so this was before i left and uh it was just really beautiful and magical and this was one of the songs I just remember singing the uh infant holy, infant lowly. And it's in it in uh, LDS worship it's the the tune has been repurposed as Stars Were Gleaming in the in the primary songbook. But uh these I think are the more original words, infant holy, infant lowly. And I don't I don't know that I've I've unfortunately not ready with the quintessential version, but I think and and actually there's a there's like a vocal point version and a tab choir version, but don't no not deep, not so oh, fast. Oh, let's let's no, let, let's find a, a choir of King's College version. So like there's an album that says carols from Kings that it's on. Uh-huh. And I'm like thinking a, one of those like a will Carol be,
1: King
0: album.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think one of those okay. will be a little more typical. Infant but lowly, I,
0: infant lowly. And
2: I love the melody. Is probably one of the main things that draws me to this piece, but I love words too.
0: king's college too yeah that's a that's a favorite album of mine i was i was all queued up to play one from that same album um and i still will (laughs) this is (laughs) uh this is i like i like a lot of the the choral hymn hymn type songs um but if i had to pick a favorite i gotta go with once in royal david city I um, really like the, the tune of it somehow. The, just the, the melody and, and the way the harmonies work with it, it does it for me every time. Um, although I got to say, the one I wish we sang more is While Shepherds Watch Their Flocks. Come on, we only got 10 Christmas songs in the hymn book. Why do we got to go nine years without singing that one? <laughs> <I don't laughs> every year I'm like, come on, Shepherds Watch Their Flocks, let's do this. I just Never. figured out why we're Never doing this picked. episode today. <laughs> It was Lisa Weigand. If you're listening, <laughs> come on this year, just throw <laughs> us a bone. Shout it out. We'll open the
3: window. <laughs> say it a little louder, man. I don't know. I like far, far away. That's the one I want to sing more
0: often. Yeah, uh, but here. So th- this is the one we're we're more familiar with. Once in Royal David City from from the King's King's College. Uh, but just a few years ago, I came across this uh, this other version of it from uh, two of your colleagues at, uh, at the college there. Um, what are their names again? Alexander and Aubrey Woods.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: They bo- do they both play violin? Or is one of them viola? They,
2: they, both, they both are primarily violinists, but also Alex will sometimes play viola. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just wrote a piece for them in, in the fall here that they played,
0: but yeah, they're they're great. Yeah, so they they have an album. It's uh, it's not a Christmas album. Um, well, there's a couple of Christmas songs on here, uh, but some other things, and I think it's all their own arrangements. I'm not not sure about it, but it's the two of them playing violin. So here's uh, here's their version of Once in Royal David City. saw them play this play this live there's one thing to I mean it's impressive enough in a recording but you could potentially think well he got that that little measure right once and then looped it you know but to see him having to do that thing over and over oh my gosh yeah I love love the way like the speed of that uh, what do you even call that thing arpeggio it's a figure he's, he's playing and then with the melody yeah. floating over that yeah. I just think this is gorgeous I think my family would, would kill me
3: if I put that on. <laughs> I, just, I mean, it, like, it's, in, it, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's intense. Re- it's busy. Yeah. For uh, Christmas music often is also background music, too. right? Yeah. And, and that does not want to be background. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> right. That's a great pick. That's beautiful. I don't know. I, I need to check that out. That so if know.
0: you're into listening to Christmas music in the car by yourself and like to crank it up... <laughs>
1: Here's a, here's I, one saying, for you. I I agree. I, my family is uh, obviously similar to Brian's in that regard. I'd, I'd have a walkout,
2: <laughs> but, yeah, well, put, or put the family to bed, go down to the man cave, and put put on you know some violin music. That's what we all do, I think. It, right, it, yeah. and then I'd
1: accuse them of being uncultured, but I'd really only have myself to blame. <laughs> it's interesting that they, that when the melody comes
3: in, they do that the the dominant rhythmic figure doesn't fade out that he doesn't bring the volume down for a big chunk of that Mm -hmm. and that that's an interesting choice you would sort of think like okay i'm going to establish the you know the the chords and the rhythm and then we'll put this on top of it i'll i'll back off a bit but he doesn't do that
0: and they at least when they do it live they eventually switch so whoever was doing the arpeggios first then takes that for the second verse and the other one so yeah it's it's really cool uh what uh, what should we do for the next question any anyone that you particularly want to go with brian since so yeah yeah earlier. so
3: so i hope you guys keep going after i'm done because these are some good questions um tempted to i you know to answer the the only one christmas album this year but i want to i, I want to do this deep cut original song that should become a standard well just just tell us the the christmas album first if i could only if i could only pick one it would probably be vince garaldi trio charlie brown mm-hmm. christmas
0: it's I, just it's classic it seems to be a, a unanimously solid one it's hard to find someone that doesn't like vince Guaraldi christmas yeah
1: that that was my pick as well I, i'm going to change it now i had some backups because i figured somebody might pick it yeah it's uh it's partly because i'm
3: I, in the in the winter term i teach a whole class on peanuts mm. and so i'm getting ready i'm thinking a lot about peanuts uh, as I do this time of year. Mm-hmm. So, but but there's just something about... I mean, and that's what's in... Like, what well, we were just hearing those hymns, like, that's Christmas, right? Like, the Cambridge Singers, or or however you want to spin that. But there's something... Like, what is it about this sort of jazz? And it's, and it's the originals in there as well. It's not, you know, it's not just, uh, you know, Town and Baum, that it's the Christmas time is here, or skating, mm-hmm. that it's just something about the way he plays... And the arrangements, it just sounds like Christmas. And maybe that's just, I've had it pumped into me long enough that, well, that's Christmas. But
0: mm-hmm. he really, he hits it pretty pretty well. Yeah. So what what's the other question you wanted to do?
3: So a deep cut original song that should become a standard. Yeah. Uh, and this this is interesting because if you think about Christmas, I mean, like the Heat Miser song, right? Didn't become a standard. But something like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer... That's from, like,
0: the
3: 50s, I think? Like, that's not that old. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, all, all the
0: Christmas songs were original at some point, and then eventually enough people cover them that yeah. we all know them. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, Last Christmas by
3: Wham? Yeah. That should be a standard.
0: Uh, is that your pick? No, it's not my pick.
1: <laughs> sounded sounded he, he like Jordaned it was your it. pick.
3: He Jordan did. <laughs> we, uh, we
1: love you, Jordan, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is spoken with the highest level of affection.
3: But, but in Vince Guaraldi, you have him creating new songs. Uh, he, a lot of Christmas albums try to do this. The John Denver with The Muppets. There's some originals on there uh, that if you listen to that album enough, you, it starts to feel like Christmas. So I want to pick... Um, this is something that actually my family... Uh, and I put on every year. Uh, the band is the boy least likely to, which, uh, I, gosh, I, I should know more about them than I do. It's it's two guys. I think they're British. They're extremely twee, as you might guess from the name. Um, but they've got uh, they've got a great 2014 album called Christmas Special, and uh, and it's mostly uh, all originals and uh but they're uh, a happy christmas baby is the song that when we put this album on the whole family sings along and so it's 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 a standard for our family and i think it's i think it's good i think more people should know this album okay
0: happy christmas baby from the boy least likely Likely. to okay
4: The Christmas tree. I still got presents left to buy. All wrapped up in ribbons and bows, waiting underneath the mistletoe. Listening for sleigh bells in the sky. Happy Christmas, baby. The bells are ringing just for you and me. This is going to be the best Christmas we ever had. Drunk before lunch on Christmas Day. Picking marzipan off the cake. Opening our stockings by the fire. I still feel sad when I.
3: So you've got to, we've got to get to the end. The, the sort of last chorus, they change. Okay. Um, but you know they're talking about Christmas. This doesn't really—I mean, this is like indie pop, like orchestral pop. Uh, but the lyrics are really Christmassy.
4: Crackle, Skip this to the last verse.
3: And this is this is the part—the the belief in Santa Claus. I still
4: Santa Claus, even if no one else does, I still believe in Santa Claus. I still believe in Santa
3: Claus. So, th- this is the part that our family no sings and not the drunk before lunch part not that part i mean it, we don't know the we don't know the lyrics as well to that but like this sort of sing along at the end from it starts with a happy christmas baby to this like sort of profession of belief in santa claus and which for me is like the sort of the, the this standard, captures
1: the fun part
3: right well and the and the magic of the season yeah. right like santa yeah. claus as a kid is is part of what makes christmas so exciting it is commercial but it's also this idea of possibility and uh, and plenty and and that sort of uh, that 's what, as a parent, was so much fun for me to cr- try and create for my kids and so this this sort of profession of continued belief in Santa Claus, even if nobody else believes um, that 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 's what uh, really appeals to me about that song, so the whole album 's great it, you know it, it sounds a lot like that, so if that 's not your bag you 're not going to like it but but our family. That that song is one we put on every year as we drive around and and sort of shout about Santa Claus. (laughs)
1: That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hey Jason, what do you got?
1: I've got two that I really wanna that I wanna really wanna pick from. Um, So are we answering two
2: questions right here? Like okay, favorite. Oh, are we doing both questions? Well, well, Brian said favorite album, and then he picked the song I that think he was, wishes should be a standard. I'm, I'm just rushing things, because I'm
0: going to leave he it. Gonna, so, he was
1: putting it on the record, because well, he's got a dip in yeah. a minute. Okay, okay yeah. so which one are we doing?
2: The so deep
0: cut. Deep cut? Yeah, the question is... Deep uh, cut
1: that should become a standard. A
0: deep cut slash original song that should okay. become a standard. So something that... I'm gonna Right now is just on one I'm album do by and Double person.
1: Jordan, my second Jordan for the day. <laughs> the one that my wife would want to pick is it's Christmas morning from the Saturday Night Live uh, Christmas episode where Beck Bennett and uh, Kristen Wiig are talking about the robe that she got. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Really good. And, I got a robe. And, uh, yeah. My, uh, my wife, my wife, that's uh that's her. Yeah. That she would love that to be a standard, just as a reminder. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh,
2: just to come clean. I actually, unfortunately, or fortunately, Got my wife a rope that year for <laughs> Christmas.
4: That year. Did you really?
2: It had already been ordered before the uh, <laughs> SNL <laughs> sketch. It's so good. But she wanted it. She, picked, she told me she wanted it. There, I got her other things, too. <laughs> 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 That's <all>. Crisis averted.
0: <laughs> uh, also got you these slippers, so I'm better than those yeah, Saturday Night I mean, night I got guys. her
2: a towel that matched, so...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it's really good watch it
1: <laughs> um the one i'll pick i'll actually pick it's called uh just another christmas song it's by sharon jones and the dap kings they put out a christmas album called i think a very soulful christmas and uh this is one similar this is one that's uh that's crept into the the yearly playlist that that my kids will like Kind of actually join in with, put it on in the car while we're driving around doing whatever our Christmas thing is. And this is one that they can, they can uh, kind of get excited to. It's not quite maybe as uh, I don't think it's as fun as the one uh, Brian picked, but it, uh, it's it's one
0: that they haven't they haven't rejected yet. <laughs> Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Yep, from It's a Holiday Soul Party.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, it's called Just Another Christmas Song. Okay. Thank you.
0: Say it's equally as fun as the one brian picked oh that's good it's yeah. really good i'm, I'm so a, an
1: unapologetic so fan of sharon jones and the dap kings rest in peace sharon yeah, yeah incredible voice. Away recently right yeah oh. yeah but that that uh that holiday album is really good and that's that's one that somehow we can all agree on and it's very like referential it's not new material she's not adding she's just kind of giving like her meta commentary on the existing christmas themes and songs Puts it in the language of uh, of Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, and it's just, it's Christmas. It's great.
2: Love it. Nice. Okay, Steve. All right, for my pick, um, I got to give a shout out to my former undergrad classmate Chris Brady. He's a com- was a composer, pianist, who also was studying like sound recording, and he turned me on to this Christmas album back back when in the early nineties. This is a uh, the the album is by Lorena McKennett, Canadian singer, and called To Drive the Cold Winter Away. And it's it's recorded in this church in Guelph, Ontario, an unfortunate name for a city, but no, <laughs> kind of sounds like an onomatopoeia of something, but uh, Guelph, I don't know, apologies to uh, native peoples, I'm sure, probably, or whoever, wherever the, the derivation of that name uh, or Keep, dog, keep going, keep, keep going. going. Yeah, this, but, is, this is but, good.
4: Yeah, don't stop. <laughs> don't, <laughs> that, that was a city
2: on my mission. I actually served my mission in Ontario, Canada, and I never served in Guelph, so I did visit hey, it. Hey, hey. Hey, Guelph is known as the Royal City. Once in Guelph, oh. <laughs> the Royal City. Um anyway.
0: Alright, right. All where's where's my uh, to, The
2: the song I want to pick, but I don't know if you could.
0: Do you guys my know Lorena McKenna?
2: At? She kind of gets lumped into the new agey kinda kinda uh uh kind of vibe thing.
0: But this album Not Lorena Babbitt. <laughs> no, Hang so, on, hang on. Is that even... A, the name Guelph I think of it? comes from the Italian Guelfo, oh, from the
3: Bavarian Germanic wealth. It's a reference to the House of Wealth and was chosen to honor King George the Fourth.
2: Okay, that's there. That's what it comes surprise, from. Surprise, surprise! A bunch Canada, of white guys, you Germans know, genuflecting to the <laughs> British Crown and etc. So there you go. Okay, okay. Um. <laughs> But this album would be, would be a contender for mine if I had to only pick one album. It, it just sounds beautiful, and, and it's got some traditional folk instruments, and then her voice is amazing. I'd like to pick the opening track in praise of Christmas, and I think I, I'd love to see this be a more widely known standard.
3: Sounds fair christmas mm. yeah right i mean it, <laughs> kind of, Yeah. yeah I mean, and it's beautiful but it, it, it's again like what's christmas right like that works too it's like we got a lute and you know one person you know person singing way high above it i couldn't make out the lyrics at all because but the voice is beautiful
1: <laughs> i was trying to decide was yeah was it never mind it's in english yes I didn't know if like was if it was in Elv- Elvish or something. thinking about Lethlaurean. <laughs> oh gosh. And I'm still a little bit hung up. Like I'm I'm excited but also bummed out that our PR department for the Let the Music Be Your Master is gonna have to create a whole campaign apologizing to the people of Guelph Guelph. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a hard they time. They do at... make up, I think, 13% of our
2: listenership. So uh, I'll, I'll write a letter to the mayor or the. The burgermeister. Yeah, the, bur- <laughs> the burgermeister of Guelph. Yeah, there was a Germanic reference in Guelph, right? Yeah. Well, it's like to the British king from the derivation of Bavaria, blah, blah, blah. I okay, think. Sorry.
0: So, so one comment, and then I gotta run. Your letter of apology, and then a never mind. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> Actually, blah blah blah. It sounds blah. like you're <laughs> vomiting, Blah blah okay? blah. Whatever you guys sorry. suck. Homer
1: Simpson <laughs> apology. I'm sorry. Sorry, you're such a jerk. <laughs> I, have yeah. a ch-
3: I have a hard time imagining. Like, I can see wanting more people to hear this as a Christmas. album I can't see that being a standard. Right? Listen. Like, who else is going to be able to sing that? Uh, and it, and you're not going to sing along to it. Like, hey, so and I, you
0: could do this. <laughs> she could. See? Don't put her into with you know anyway. <laughs> I and was gonna say if you've listened to any album too many times this Christmas, then this might be the the next one you <laughs> step onto. Yeah so.
2: it won't be a sing along standard, that's for sure, but I, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. The record the the space she's singing in and her voice and everything. Yeah. I just it, it could it could be a standard that people could just listen to,
0: yeah and appreciate yeah my mine's a similar one here's a this is a deep cut um from a guy named Paul McCartney that <laughs> you know i wish I wish more people knew this song and and would cover it.
2: Uh, <laughs> so good. Hey, see you, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Merry see Christmas, you. Brian. Brian's good got to, got to
4: see you. Yeah. The mood is right.
8: The spirit's up. We're here tonight.
0: I mean, th- this one really could, really could take off. I could see, I'd like to see a lot of people. I am
1: convinced that he pitched this for a decade to the Beatles
0: yeah. and was shut down. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, he I, I didn't release this until 1980. I guarantee at one point. He was sitting on this for 10 years. Lennon
1: and Harrison are talking and George is like, John. Has Paul pitched that stupid Christmas song to you again? He's like, yes, he has. As a matter of fact, the one about Christmas just being a wonderful, having a wonderful Christmas time. Yeah, dude won't give it up. And uh, eventually he got his chance. He put it out solo.
0: Yeah. Oh, and now I lost the, the one I was really going to share.
1: Oh, well, I think that just, I think you just uh, okay, that's it. made I, your uh, submission. I just
0: just
2: had my pick. You made your bed. Now sleep in it.
0: No, here's here's one that I I would like to become a standard. But maybe, now that I think of it, maybe it's along the lines of Steve's pick, where I can't really see anyone else actually doing this song. But this is from Lowe's Christmas album from 1999, most of which are originals. They've got a, a few standards on there, but track two is called Long Way Around the Sea. And here it is.
8: Come so far we follow the star hair and hair, said. Sends to earth take a long way
0: the sea. What do you think, Jason? Standard potential? Could anyone else do the... the this is just a love song. It's so,
1: yeah, it's very serious. On yeah. Christmas mm. Day.
0: 100. I don't and it's got that it's like the slow the slow droning slow build quintessential low song the Minnesota vibes we bring, take the I do know um
1: I guess it would be fun to see what somebody would do with it like to make a, a pop version of it I mean I, that's the thing with the standard I guess it yeah. maybe
0: um or, or maybe John Rutter and the Cambridge Singers could do their take on it. They do sad songs sometimes. Do sure. you think this is a sad song? Well, it's got no overall no, but it's you know that's what very, I was trying to contrast. It's very the, minor chordy, right? The music is minor and it's very
1: serious, <laughs> but the lyrics uh-huh. are a, a, an expression of a of a hopeful event. Yeah. We turn. To go
8: An angel shown Said don't Go back To Heron's Throne Take the long, long Way Around The
4: sea.
0: Going to say, Steve. Um, just the
2: song, uh, "If He Were Born Today," isn't that on mm-hmm. this song? Yeah, that, that did you, you know Jimmy World covers that?
0: I have yeah. heard that, <laughs> and that seems very surprising to me. Yeah, it's kind of
1: interesting to, that they,
0: Steve, that's uh,
1: Steve reaching into his Arizona roots.
0: There you go, yeah. man. <laughs> hey, we need to give a, a shout out to HT. Our intern, who's uh, spending his first Christmas away from home in in Leeds, England. Shout out HT. Yeah. I'll be sending these files to him so he can edit it, trim out the good. trim out the fat. <laughs> uh, I th- I'm sure it fits in with his. I'm sure his mission his president his wouldn't mind that. Yeah. That's good use of
2: time.
1: I <laughs> mean, I'd be shocked if his president isn't already a, a listener of the pods. So. Yeah. yeah, and he's he's, he's doing wealth, a good service but, by. Uh...
0: I mean, he'll have to hear a few of the swears, but he's doing a Service of cutting them swears? out. He's cut them out. The listeners aren't going to hear him. Oh, yeah. Who is it? That's... No, there. are
1: Who's cursing on here?
0: <laughs> so, Merry Christmas, Class, HT. Classic. Thanks for editing our episodes.
2: Simply lovely.
0: <laughs> well, should we, should we do one more of these questions? Or, or should I play Jordan's answers all, all in a row and then stick them in?
9: All right, here we go. First, It's
0: like he's first, in the room with yeah, first. us. First
9: round is a Christmas song that takes me back to my childhood and there's a lot of them that do but the one that comes to mind here that I'm going to choose is the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. Love the uh, just the first kind of notes and chords on the piano and that the strings that come in Nat King Cole's deep velvety voice just it takes me back to my childhood and it might be my favorite Christmas song of all time.
8: a turkey and some mistletoe. Help to make the season bright.
0: Solid. Solid pick, Jordan. With the eyes all okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Good job,
0: Jordan. Classic. One well, for one. Well done.
1: Yeah, what you got now?
2: What are we gonna do? We're we gonna do we could each pick one of the questions we want to answer and just do that to wrap it up. Or we could, yeah, wrap, ra- we could do a wrap it we rapid round where we just like quickly no go ahead what do you think um you're the boss
1: brandon how many prompts do we have left
0: we've got <clears> like <throat> three or four we got a guilty pleasure or one that gives you goosebumps or a favorite secular song and then the uh only only one christmas so how about album. this
1: go two rounds around the horn and each round you get to answer whichever the remaining ones you want. Love it. Okay. That work? Yeah, that works. Steve, you're up. I'm up. Wow. Okay.
2: <laughs> 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 well, I, the the one I want I got to get on the record is a favorite secular song which is just one of my favorites that comes on the radio or wherever. Uh Christmas rapping by the waitresses
1: This was my guilty pleasure. Oh, why would you be guilty about this? Because this I awesome. wanted because I wanted to fit it in. It's not a guilty pleasure, <laughs> but I wanted it on my list <laughs> and I already had a secular song that oh, I, I wasn't willing to buy. Well, you is that to, rapping with, now you can get it Yeah, in. that's great.
0: Rapping with a W? Yes. Of, yes. How clever is that? The,
1: and this I so long-time favorite and then this year now that I I have uh, much more context for Sir Rick's a lot in my life this year when I listened to it, it. No joke, you were what came to mind, and it was I think probably specifically because of the the new wave episode. I was like, this is so quintessential Rick's, but it's a <laughs> it's kind of a dark song, but they're not dark, but uh. It's a, anyway. Well, it's much, Steve's much pick. Like, you talk. You talk. Much you like talk. I heard
2: the bells on Christmas Day. It goes <laughs> through a journey. It does. And then by the end, it's, it does. And it's a great There's song. There's a long version. So let's do that one and listen to the whole thing. No. <laughs> no. Just play. is great, dang.
6: The humbug that's two it is my favorite holiday. But all this year's been a busy blur, don't think I have the energy. Thread in my already mad rush just cause it's Disney the season. The perfect gift for me would be completions and connections left from last year. Ski, shop, and counter, most interesting. Add his number, but never the time. Most of anyone pesos on those. Those halls trim those trees raise up like christmas cheer. i just need to catch my breath christmas by myself
1: this year like that could be straight from an english beat song it's great oh the horn lick the way it's got those
2: triplets floating over the main beat oh man so good the wait the, the the quintessential waitress delivery it's just like
6: I've never heard this song before. What? Yeah. What? And of course
0: Oh, man. Though. Love it, though. It's going in heavy rotation. Oh, really yeah. good. Do they have a have whole you, Christmas did you album? not
2: listen to KJQ around Christmas? Really? Or,
0: or, uh, or... or. Bess-
1: Bessie the Milk Beast is going to take yeah. your t-shirt away from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> so anyway. do they have a whole Christmas album, or...
2: I don't just this think one song, so and I, you know, I, I should know more. I should be ready to to give you the, it the says history. it's from the
0: album "Wasn't Tomorrow Wonderful" from 1982. Uh, yeah, just looking at the track names, it does not look like yeah. a Christmas album. I think it yeah.
2: How fun similar is it? Similar
0: in a, to McCartney too from Paul <laughs> McCartney who snuck in a wonderful Christmas song. <laughs> yeah, how awesome is along, that? Like, along, with just like, along with temporary secretary. Along with
2: all of our other awesome songs, uh, we're just gonna give you a Christmas
0: song. Here you go. Generous of them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's
1: such a good it's such a fun song.
0: Yeah. It's great a great one, All and right. you tried to pass it off as a guilty pleasure. Well, it's because I, I wasn't know. willing
1: to bump my secular pick, and I wanted to s- sneak it into my list. So I figured that yeah. was the easiest
2: way. Yeah, yeah, we got it in. We got it in. <laughs> uh,
0: I'll, I'll do. I'll cover both my secular pick and guilty pleasure at the same time. Ooh. how about that? I
1: thought you already played it with the McCartney song.
0: How many picks does that have to count for? Zero is how many. (laughs) But maybe this is kind of along the same lines. This is Christmas Holiday from Andy Williams from his album Merry Christmas, which according to YouTube Music was recorded in 1988. That cannot be true.
5: Hear the bells ringing Their tingling sound. See the fresh snow It's white on the ground Hang up the stockings And let's have a holiday Today Bring out the holly We mustn't delay Because all our friends Will drop in today Warm the hot chocolate And bring out the marshmallow tray This year we shall know a wonderful Christmas and the glow of candlelight. Let's have a fling. I'll give you my present, a wedding ring. Hear me sing. Turkey's a cooking and <laughs> sticks with reindeer and sleigh bells and good old Saint Nick. Two kids sneakin' kisses beneath all the
0: mist. So I, I think we just surpassed the, uh, the lyrics of... Christmas comes each time each each year. That, uh, That has been bested by I'll Give You My Present, A Wedding Ring, Hear Me Sing. Quality lyrics, <laughs> but I, I dig the song. Escape, I dig the song. If we can Guilty escape today there. without
2: hearing "Marshmallow World," that's I'll, I'll be happy. So, <laughs> so I speaking,
4: that, of wh- oh, speaking of speaking oh,
1: of which,
2: no, no. <laughs> oh. I, Jason, I'll, I'll, I'll
1: stick with the uh, I'll stick with the favorite secular song. So this uh, this run of albums also has like a strong place in my. Well, still, I mean, it became a part of the way we look at Christmas. So the uh, the very special Christmas album uh, run, they were these, I think, benefit albums. Jimmy Iovine produced, and it was supposed to benefit um, Special Olympics. The very the first one, a very special Christmas, Volume One, I think, is late '80s, and uh, Keith Haring did the kind of the his famous style of cover art on it, and it was this whole thing compilation albums. Uh, anyway, there's been I don't know how many. Volumes of those, and each one usually has one or two good tracks, and then a whole bunch of throwaway tracks. But it's a lot of like original material, and it's usually rock um, or or modern music. So were these
0: recorded specifically for these compilations?
1: Yeah, as far okay. as I know. Um, in fact, I'm certain they were. So the one I'm gonna pick it's like one of my all time favorites, and this is another one that could probably be added at least to the modern. Johnson family uh, canon of of Christmas just because I've tried to indoctrinate my kids Uh, we're obviously going with Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC It's fun. Been all my life. It's uh, the video's great and the lyrics. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. It's so good. So the the what you've got going on here is Santa loses his wallet. Like I think it slips out of his pocket or something while he's on his sleigh, and uh, one of the members of Run DMC finds it. And rather than keeping it. Puts it in the uh, I think puts it in the mailbox to send it back, and then uh, Santa rewards him by giving him a, a nice present for, for doing the right thing because he would never steal from Santa Claus, right? Yeah. Um, the, and then, kind of the fun.
0: Did Rankin Bass animate the music video? <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> the
0: music video is super
1: cheesy, but it's perfectly
0: it's so perfect
1: for it. Um, the uh, kind of the fun, like the cleverness of hip hop that comes through in this. So that main. Sample that they hook, which is which, or with hook that they sampled, which is so good, is this late '60s, maybe like one of the dirtiest Christmas songs of all time. It's called "Backdoor Santa" by I think Clarence Carter, and it's um as inappropriate as you you might imagine, and uh it, it paints Santa to be a kind of a, a, a dirty fellow that's that's <laughs> that's spending time at the homes while while. While men are away, w- working or whatever, and uh, Man, keep going, Jason. But the <laughs> the the music. So that that song, they took the opening, like part of that song, the introduction, and s- sampled it and looped it for the. Uh, probably not because of the dirty part, but because it is kind of cool that they sampled a, an actual previous secular Christmas song to make their mm-hmm. own. I mean that that is the just uh, the the ethos of hip hop and it's uh it's awesome
2: well and then nice. and just to give a little credit to john bon jovi it looks like they
0: cover backdoor santa for that same compilation <laughs> album <laughs> bon Jovi? oh it's on there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go comes
2: full yeah, circle full circle <laughs> that's awesome i didn't know that either and i did i i'm a- ignorant ignorant i've uh, i don't know these I didn't know about these whole albums, although I know I've heard some of them. Like I, I know I've heard the Annie Lennox Winter or the Eurythmics Winter Wonderland and There's fun. There's a whole series some of, some of them one them, of the
1: one of the later ones, um early no doubt before they blew up, does a Christmas song on I can't remember what volume it's called Oi to the World with a, a yeah, nod to, uh, yep, to that's o- fun. Oi Punk. And yep. uh Sting does uh what does I saw three ship? I can't remember. Uh anyway, it, there's Gabriel's a,
0: message. It, it's
1: a it's kind of a fun series. Like I said, each one has a couple tracks that are that are good and a bunch of throwaway tracks, but the, it's a I think it's a, a pretty sincere uh idea of of trying to to help out with the the special olympics and kind of a cool thing to get whenever you can get you know good, yeah. good musicians to contribute to a project like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hitch. The um I heard that Oi to the world on K O H S the other day for the very for the first time. It was so fun it's a fun song. And at the end of the chorus is Oi to the punks and oi to the skins and oi to the world and everybody wins. Yep. Oh. oh such a message of love and <laughs> hope. It's funny, it's clever. Everyone. It is. Yeah, it's fun. Anyway.
0: Thank you, Jason. Yep, yep. Let's uh, let's see what Jord has for us. In, oh, this, boy. in this category.
1: Oh boy, I mean it's it's probably a toss up between. Well, no, I won't list any
0: of what you're predicting. Jord's going to pick. Yeah. For his uh, secular song.
9: Yeah. Favorite secular song slash recording of a Christmas song. I'm choosing Slay Ride" by the Carpenters. Uh, Karen Carpenter's voice. You know, in this song, it comes in. It's so beautiful. Um, I liked. I was talking to Joanna the other day when we were listening. I said, "Doesn't she just sound like a really great kind of '70s mom?" Anyway, <laughs> um, then the roads keys come in. Fun arrangement. It's just a great song. Sleigh Ride by the Car.
0: Uh, and he, uh, he stopped recording I want to see a chart of
1: uh, his his Characteristics of mom by decade Sleigh, <laughs> sleigh ride from the ca- <laughs> <laughs> Here it is you know.
0: do th- Are the carpenters going to speed up? Are they going to do a fast song? I'm on, I'm on the edge of my seat Are they going to give sl- even sleigh ride the carpenters Treatment? oh oh
6: calling you
0: come on
6: it's <laughs> lovely where the forest lay right together.
0: you come on Karen hit that drum kit oh oh
6: let's take the road before us and sing a chorus or two come on it's lovely where the forest lay right together with you
4: give up give up give me up Show. We're riding in a wonderland of snow.
6: Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, it's bright. Just holding your hand. Our are nice and
4: rosy and comfy
0: yeah, I mean it's about what I'd expect. Yeah. We're up uh I I'm with Jordan. I gotta I would say Slate Ride's probably my favorite secular sex, song. Uh as far as versions go, I'd got to go with Ella's. Yeah. Yeah. That one's tough to beat. I found a, uh, I,
1: in one of my many YouTube distractions on a, on a deep dive in, uh, into the world of YouTube, I found a supercut once of Karen Carpenter doing drum solos, like her drum solos chopped up one after another. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, she was a really, really good drummer.
0: But uh, the car, the Carpenters as a band didn't provide uh, much, what exposure for drum solo potential.
1: No, no, they 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 really stayed in their lane.
0: Yeah. Okay, Steve, which which question are you taking next? This is
2: the last one, right? Yeah. You know, I'm torn. I think I'm going to give my answer to two of the questions, and then we can decide which track we want to play. For Guilty Pleasure, I really like the Sia christmas album every day is christmas it's very poppy and upbeat but it's kind of infectious and when it first kind of hit back in old 2018 we listened to that a bunch and i just can't remember what my favorite track was but um and then i think for my all you know there's so many that would contend for the all-time but i i just love the um Ella Fitzgerald Christmas album, best Christmas album. Yeah, best Christmas album. It's kind of like the one album I think for me and Laura and in our house that um, until we hear that, it like that launches the official so, Christmas L- season. Ella
1: wishes you a swinging Christmas. Is that? Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: yeah. I believe that's. Yep, that's it. I, and and Jingle Bells, the the first track. That's probably the one that we got it. We got to hear. That that kicks it off for us, so that'd probably be my pick. Let's play "Jingle Bells." Charles. it could be a it could be a kind of we can
1: compare it to the former Babs version that we heard. But anyway, This This on was it. on my short list of uh, I, I picked three albums,
0: and this is it's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah.
7: Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
0: The piano on this album is so spot on.
7: Now the ground is white, go it while you're young. Take the girls tonight and sing this sleighing song. Just get a bobtail nag, 240 for his speed. Then hitch him to an open sleigh and crack, you will take a
6: lead
7: Oh, but fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh.
4: Hey! That vibration Syncopation of a
0: one horse open sleigh so classic is this the, uh, the earliest recorded song we've played so far this is from 1960 uh released on verve, verve records got to be what a one
1: open sleigh Three. That's uh, three years earlier than that Darlene Love Trap.
7: Oh,
0: yeah, that uh, that whole album definitely. Jingle, jingle, you know, bells, that with the Vince Guaraldi. That fit in anybody's collection. You gotta have it.
7: Um.
0: Let's way. see. Which one should I do? I'll I'll cover the the album as well. Um. For me, it's a. Uh, Gonna have a long pause here to uh cut out later. Um,
1: I was thinking maybe while you're looking stuff up, we could we could maybe talk dive a little deeper into Guelph. <laughs> um and, oh, and, and Guelph Guelph mythology. <laughs> Apologies to
2: the people of Guelph. <laughs> I was back visiting Guelph actually a few years ago. This is, this is true. And
1: it was a lovely visit. Cold day. I apologize every. I apologize, so, uh, every, I apologize every person I saw for to them for having to live in Guelph. <laughs> I'm doing all right, Brandon.
0: Doing all right. Yeah. You,
1: you need to reconnect. No,
0: I got it. I got it. I'm now you need just. Your Wi-Fi self. password. What is it? <laughs> it's, okay. No. Um, so if I if I had to choose one one Christmas album to just uh, only listen to that, uh, what's the time frame of this? Not the rest of my life. Can't do that.
1: I mean, the way you put it...
0: The rest of this year?
1: If you could only keep stream one Christmas album this year... Okay. What would it be? Yeah, okay. So if you're just stuck with one... Yeah. ...for this Christmas season.
0: I know you guys think I'm going to say Mannheim Steamroller. And and you are. It will be a contender. It would, certainly. Uh... But uh, for the top spot, I got to go with John Rutter and the Cambridge Singers, specifically his album "Christmas Night: Carols of the Nativity." Uh, something about about this album just does it for me. It's not all greatest hits of, of Christmas tunes. There's quite a few Rutter originals on here that uh, I'd never heard before. I started listening to this, um, you know, it, it's got also. Wonders I wander and way in a manger, those kind of things. Um, but let's let's try an original one here. This is title track, Christmas Night, uh, by John Rutter. The volume on that one. I want, to, I want to just let it go, but it's a four-minute song. Yeah. Any of you familiar with with this song? Is it on anything else? I don't. I don't know that song. I don't
2: think. And I know I, I've sang some of these, like in just you know church choir. Star Carol. Is it on that one? The candlelight major light, yeah, yeah. Firelight and star, yeah. whatever I, yeah. I think I changed keys in the middle there apologies <laughs> John Rudder uh, it's been a while I'm used to the tenor line not the melody per se um, so I know I know some of them mm-hmm. yeah and they're they're nice yeah I yeah in addition to on the sacred on the sacred side of things I think just the Choral singing and choir numbers of Christmas songs is something I always associate with Christmas. Yeah. And that's inspiring. And it also has a kind of aspect of nostalgia of like being a kid at home and singing in the ward choir with my mom and my grandpa for a little while, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's
0: it's nice. Yeah, as as far as the, the choir, you know, different choirs go, something about this this particular one appeals to me. I love the you know the reverby cathedral sound, and then the uh, you can tell it's a smaller choir. It's not huge like the Tabernacle one, right? So you, get, you okay. can hear a few more individual voices and have uh, have orchestra playing on some of the songs too.
2: The sound in this cathedral is almost as good as the, the one in the track I played by Lorena McKennet. Um, <laughs> It's close. Where where was that cathedral located again? Well, in the city of Guelph, <laughs> Ontario. Yeah, I've heard of that.
1: <laughs>
2: oh geez. Apologies, Guelph. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Guelph. All right.
0: Good choice. Jason, what do you got for us?
1: Um I get. I'll stick with the theme. I think we've covered everything else. We didn't cover Goosebumps tracks. Um Oh, Goosebumps dress!
2: I thought you were talking about the R. L. Stein <laughs> the, the, book series. The <laughs> book series. What's the connection? What's the
1: connection? Yeah, we didn't cover Goosebumps tracks. Um I'll i I'll throw that out. I'm not gonna have you play that. I'm gonna have you play something from my uh my response to the if you could just stream one christmas album i think my goosebumps track is uh, a strong so this uh this may surprise you this would have been my motab pick i was going to pick a motab performance of and this one's uh, like a like a fringe marginal uh, christmas song for some people it is for some people it isn't um uh what is it uh come not F- come thou, found to every blessing mm. um which isn't i think traditionally or, or wasn't originally intended as a christmas song but it gets played for some reasons i, I think performed
0: with some frequency at christmas thanksgiving the, time uh, the first i was i noticed it being associated with christmas was sufyan's Sufjan yeah steven's christmas album he has that on there
1: and his is his is like a a solo performance but when it's done with a really like powerful choir it's kind of that slow crescendo up, and by the end, it's just the hair on my arms is standing up. It's it's a, a really really incredible track. That would have been a a, um, a a candidate for something I'd like to see added to the the modern canon. But I think that similar to what we talked about, it's a tough one to really do justice to without um, without like a a, a real well trained Group performing it, but that's a
0: that's a goosebump track for me. Well, we got we got to hear this. Okay, we got to hear this. You like the track? Oh yeah, yeah. One one of my favorite uh, favorite hymns of all time, and it would be nice if it was on more Christmas albums yeah. too. Uh, is there a particular rendition of
1: the i the one I like? Probably. They have the
0: an album called "Come Down." Best, best
1: is they one of the more recent. Um, motab versions just like from YouTube is uh I think captures a lot of what I like about it.
0: Okay. Starts to Prop, give props me. to our neighbor Paul Eden who I'm guessing is featured in this version of it.
1: So this is one if you ever get the chance ever 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 in your life to witness it performed live in a big hall with good acoustics this is a song like the a song that literally leaves me breathless by the time it's done mm-hmm. it it is just an incredible experience and yeah. somehow at the christmas season i think that cr- that crescendo really is like a for me it's like a representation of kind of hope bursting through everything else. And it's just, it's powerful. Like I said, it, it when it's done right and in person, it, it actually leaves me breathless. It's just a great, great song. Yeah. Keep it in the Christmas rotation.
0: And if you like singing, it's a great one to do in a choir. Yeah, really belt it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Now we're going to go
1: back to the secular, Mike. If I had just had one album, mm-hmm. I already referenced it. It's uh, but I, it's worth referencing a second time because it's, in my opinion, the, the greatest Christmas album ever recorded. My kids love it. This has been like the the one fun one that I've handed down to my kids that they now look forward to. I think Steve mentioned their album. Like he has his album that it it was Ella, right? That for you, that's kind of part of what. Officially makes it Christmas when you break that album out. For me, it's Phil Spector's uh, Christmas album. What is it? Phil Spector
0: wishes you a something.
1: Yeah. Uh, Phil Spe- a gift for you from Phil Spector. Um, obviously, Phil Spector, a problematic character, but uh, his wall of sound recording technique and then these groups that he was working with were just incredible. And he put this album out, and it was all secular songs, like fun, secular songs. And he had this collection of musicians very much from the era that he ran through his wall of sound recording technique. And the sound of it to this day still is so good. And the versions of the songs are all really great, really fun. They're great sing-along tracks, but they also like allow the artists to kind of highlight what they're good at. And his Wallace sound somehow captures like, especially for strong, I think female vocalists, he just captures something in their voice. That sounds so good. So my vote would either be to play one of the Ronettes tracks, either Slay ride or frosty, the snowman, both great versions. You, uh, you go ahead and pick which one you want to, you want to mm. belt out.
0: Uh, well, like I said, I, I like the song Slay ride no matter what. It. And tend to avoid Frosty the Snowman But we haven't heard Frosty the Snowman Let's sample both Why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> Capture yeah. something. Yeah. If you got if you gotta to listen to a version of Frosty, that's a good one to go with. Belt it out. Let's let's hear what they do with Slay Ride.
1: And this is a fun album to listen to loud too. Just crank it.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Seems like that was part of the Wallace sound too, is having the backup singers in in the back of the cathedral. You know? <laughs> Just belting it out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a cool album. It's one of those like it turns up on all time album lists. Like Ro- Rolling Stone has that album, I think maybe like in the top 150 of their all their 500 greatest albums of all time. Not Christmas, right? It, it like it, it had I think that big of an impact
0: on. It's like the animated film culture. that gets nominated for best picture. Yep, yeah.
1: yep. It, it was uh, good enough <laughs> that it that it it like it was it became respected beyond the genre. Yeah.
0: This must have been early in Phil's career because he, or was he doing stuff in the 50s too?
1: I think he may have. And I think, I'm fairly sure he was married. I think Ronnie Spector is in the Ronettes that he was married to for a while. And so he was also helping out with her, um, trying to help pro- propel mm-hmm. her career. And then um, this one, uh, Apple Records eventually bought the rights to this album and re released it, I think want to say late 60s early 70s it transitioned over to um apple records which obviously put out a bunch of the beatles stuff so Mm -hmm. it's kind of been a fixture in in rock music for a a long time Hmm. but for me that's that's christmas when we break out that one that's like the classic one we'll put that one that's a no skips album put it on in the car with the kids just let it go
0: yeah Yep. i can see that well, overall, you guys had much cooler picks than I did. Ah,
1: huh. any so by the <laughs> way, any surprise? I was surprised. I figured Sufjan would come up w- more than he did. He, maybe in the secular yeah section, just because he's put out. I mean, he puts out like a hundred and fifty track Christmas album every couple years, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that's not an exaggeration. He, doesn't wow. he have two with like a <laughs> hundred?
0: Well, he, he puts out an EP every year, right? And each EP has be- between six and ten songs or something, but then he'll release them to the public in like five disc compilations
1: of a hundred and forty plus yeah. songs.
0: Yeah. yeah, somehow that math. Yeah,
1: but he uh, he's put out two Christmas collections, right? Yeah, that are pretty big, pretty expansive.
0: Yeah, I thought songs for Christmas and then uh, Silver and Gold. Yeah, I was wondering if he would come up. One one of those is essential, and the other is. <laughs> A, a fun mystery to try, try to see if you can enjoy it. <laughs> each time, and there there are some really great stuff. It is g- great stuff on silver and gold, but a lot a lot more experimental. We and, uh, and
1: goofy we stuff never too. actually heard. It's we referenced it multiple times. We never listened to a track. Maybe because it's just so ubiquitous at this point from the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas Vince Guaraldi album. But that was one I figured would come up. I, we didn't even hear an Ella Fitzgerald track until the very end, but I think probably several of us had that on our list. Mm-hmm. Those are all essentials. Yeah, the Vince Guaraldi is,
2: was such a close contender to the, to the album for me, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, it's up there. I, I love the Elvis Christmas album. Yeah, <laughs> And Blue Christmas. Blue I Christmas. mean, that's, that's such a classic as well. But alas...
0: Should we, should we see a few China more of these? What, what uh, which one of these do you want to hear about from from George? Uh, whatever one we can make fun of him the most for. Goosebumps.
1: Goosebumps! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: you got feelings, sucker. <laughs>
1: It's not
2: just that he has feelings, it's what gives him the goosebumps (laughs) that I'm sure we'll be able to mock.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'll find a way regardless. I I do want to hear his goosebumps track. Yeah, come on, come on. Let's hear what he says about it.
9: A song, a Christmas song that gives me goosebumps. I decided to choose for this one a song called Jesus Christ, the Apple Tree.
0: Ooh, love Uh, this one.
9: the, The version I found on YouTube music was by the Cambridge Singers. It's a really beautiful song that uses this metaphor of Jesus Christ as a fruit-bearing tree and it's a beautiful song, beautiful lyrics and that's my choice, Jesus Christ the apple tree.
0: Do you guys know this song? This uh I know there are uh multiple versions of it, so I I've he- I've heard couldn't couldn't really fit for me in the uh should become a standard because it's kind of a Deep track standard.
1: Is it like but, from the Fount? Is it a? Was it originally not necessarily a Christmas song that's been brought into Christmas I time?
0: I don't know if there's anything specifically Christmas about it. Um, but I I have heard it on a, on a few albums, and it, my dad had a few of them, so I'd I'd heard it growing up, and it's uh, yeah, it uh, really struck me. So I I would put that in goosebumps for me as well. Let's uh, let's hear. It a bit of this.
1: good, Jordan. 10 out of 10. No notes. (laughs) (laughs) I know. For
2: all my trash talk before, I take it all back. I'm sorry. That was a beautiful
0: pick. (laughs) What would George's album... God
2: bless us, everyone. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Christmas miracle.
0: Let's see what George's album keeper is.
9: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hey, I've got... I've got... If you could only keep or stream one Christmas album this year, what would it be? My choice is going to go back to Nat King Cole with the album called The Christmas Song, Expanded Version. It's got about 19 or 20 songs on it, and that f- there are a lot of great songs. And that first song, of course, that's my favorite Christmas song, which is called The Christmas Song. Those are my choices. Uh, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night.
0: Thanks, Jordan. It it's like he was here. It yes, was. it is. I also
1: like I the thought of them. Jordan, anytime he does something... <laughs> Following up by saying those are my choices, <laughs> and, uh, and and that's how he like explains
0: why he did a thing. I'm sticking with him. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, take us out with some Giraldi, maybe. Some Giraldi. Let's do that. We haven't heard any Giraldi mean, yet. Before
1: you do, huh? Thank you. This was fun. I uh, I will admit, my initial thought was a little bit of a a, a very slight groan, like. Oh, do I like Christmas music enough to do this. But it was good. It was very good. It was very uh, very grounding for me. Um it was uh it was helpful. I enjoyed the the preparation for this. And also great to be back in with you. I, I yeah. want to make a 2022 resolution that uh that we get back into this with regularity. I like I like doing more like regularity. Let's get in a groove, guys.
2: It's At a, least one highlight.
0: Tomorrow. It's a highlight of whatever time period it happens in. Yes. For me. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, gentlemen. Is this is this our season two finale?
1: Yeah, it might, yeah, it might be. I think so.
0: I don't know how podcasts even work with seasons. Like, it's is there a need for we, seasons? We could just say, yeah. I don't know. Apple Music makes you choose which season. Yeah, I it think is. it
1: impacts like how it gets archived or something. I don't know. I think you can only have so many available. The at end once? of the year.
0: Let's say it's our season two finale. There you go, bingo. And then we'll. Uh, We'll pick it up again in January.
1: <laughs> yeah, and by the way, thanks for Season people three. that have listened. And um, unfortunately, the, unfortunately, that we did this at the end. We should have uh, shouted out the beginning. But a huge, huge shout out to my good friend Dwayne, who sent a oh, very, yes. very yes. thoughtful email to us. And uh, Dwayne, it was it was awesome of you to send that. Um, I Let, let's read his thoughts next time starting off, season, kick off season, we'll season three off season three all right with, bingo bongo you got something to look he, forward he had to some, Dwayne.
0: some questions he wanted us to yeah
1: some fair questions about. and uh and and dwayne's a, a great a, a great fan of music he's influenced the way i listen to and play and and interact with music and uh he he asked some i think important questions so stay yeah. tuned
0: season three okay all right. Well, thanks everybody. Merry Christmas to to all of you. Uh, I'm going to do my best to. I'm, yeah. I'm going to get this edited so we release it before Christmas. <laughs> and so you and can happy hear holidays if it. Christmas is your jam. Yes. Miracle. Yeah. Pre- appreciate That's you listening.
4: Right. Yeah.